0: This is the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma, coming to you weekly with your wedding worries or dilemmas, which we will help solve. From time to time, we'll also be joined by special guests from the wedding industry or couples in the middle of planning their own wedding. If you have a wedding worry or dilemma you would like our help solving, please get in touch by using our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. Welcome to this week's episode of the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma. Please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast on the platform that you listen or watch us on. We really appreciate your support and thank you so much for supporting us and being here with us today. Uh, this week um
1: we're talking all things wedding hacks on a budget. This is this is a good one, I think, because you can still have a really cool wedding and and do a few wedding hacks and save a bit of cash.
0: I also think that you don't, even if you've got like 25 grand that you want to spend on your wedding, some of these things that we've pulled together, you actually don't have to spend all that money on this one element, guys. There is a hack for that. Yeah. So think about it before you're spending thousands and thousands on something that you probably don't need to.
1: No. I agree.
0: Shall we just get straight into it? Let's go. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is um, basically booking your venue. So some wedding venues, um, there's one local to Salisbury, um, which it's basically everything that you need in one place. So it's got accommodation. It's recently been renovated. It's got stunning locations to have an indoor or outdoor ceremony. They do catering on site. They basically do the whole wedding for you. How bespoke that is to each couple, I'm not sure because I quickly decided it wasn't the right venue for me, but stunning. If you want that Instagram wedding, that's the venue for you. When we were looking at their pricing, if you wanted to get married in August on a Saturday, you're looking at thirty thousand. That's before you start adding on your catering and your drinks and your wedding dress and your makeup, blah blah blah. If you, however, wanted to get married in November on a Thursday or Friday, you're looking at eight grand.
1: That's such a big jump, isn't it? Uh, yeah. How can and... you, how can you justify the August date? Like because obviously even on eight grand they're still making money on that day. Yeah. So the thirty grand is literally just all profit.
0: That's potentially somebody's annual salary.
1: I know. Absolutely ridiculous. So Unless you get married in November on a Thursday. Well, there you go. Wedding hack number
0: one. If you're not that bothered about what day of the week that you're going to get married. And actually, if you're, you know, we live in in the UK, weather is horrific. So you could get, you could have got married this August and it would have felt like February. Yeah. So you cannot predict the weather. My advice is, if you're not that bothered, I'd go for December because overall venues, it's the cheapest month to get married in because everyone's in like Christmas mentality. I don't want to get married in December because it's a Christmas wedding. You don't have to have a Christmas wedding. You could just get married. Beginning of December, I have been to a wedding in December, the beginning of uh, beginning of December, and it was stunning. Yeah. It was a bit chilly outside, but you don't really care
1: because you've got your beard jacket on. And also, if you're getting if you're getting married on a Thursday, most people work Monday to Friday, it's a general. And if the person can't be bothered to book an annual leave day for your wedding, then they shouldn't be there anyway. So it might be a good way of cutting down your guest list too. That's right. In one. And also you're making it,
0: if you give people enough notice, that they'll plan their year around weddings, big birthdays, all of that kind of thing. They're not just going to be like, oh, no, I'm not taking a day off work because your wedding's on a Friday. No one does that. So... That's your first hack right there. If you're not bothered, book it in November or December because that's the cheapest time for those. Hi- like If you want a high-end venue, those are going to be the cheapest times that you can book. If it's a DIY venue, you're probably looking at the same price all year round because they probably only do one to two weddings a month because there might be restrictions on sound, all of that kind of thing. But if it is your very Instagrammable, high-end wedding venues book it in November, December, because you'll honestly save what well, anything upward of eighteen thousand pounds.
1: Also, you might the staff might have a bit more energy because if you're getting married in August, they've probably done back to back weddings for a good four months. So they're all pretty tired. In December, they might only be doing two that month.
0: And everybody in the industry Tends to start taking their annual leave around the end of September or October time, so November December is the perfect time for them to come back in and be high energy wedding deliverers. Yes. So that's number one, and there's quite a few, uh, quite a few to go. Then I started thinking about okay, well, once you've booked your venue, what's the next thing that you're going to be doing? And invitations. So one of the hacks is don't bother with save the dates. If you're you're not that bothered about save the dates and a a postal invitation, because equally, you could just send everybody an email or a text message because you would be asking them for their address anyway. Who has everybody's addresses these days? I mean, I have an address book, but I love sending a Christmas card. But you would be messaging them to say, or emailing them to say, oh, please, can you provide me with your address so that I can send you my save the date how about don't do that and just send them the link to your wedding website
1: yeah that is the way forward I think Is only not facking around with
0: oh what does my wedding invitation look like blah 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 not everyone is like Monica and Chandler I haven't framed one of my wedding invitations no They're, the leftovers are in some Ottoman I mean, it was Cyril's ottoman, so I wouldn't even call it an ottoman, and the cat scratched most of the leather off. But they're shoved in there, and I kept all the RSVPs. Why? I will never know.
1: No. I mean, I did enjoy making my invitations. I, me- I handmade them all. I think if you're making them yourself,
0: or somebody's offering to do it for free, and it means a lot to you.
1: That's not a cheap way to do it. Oh, wasn't it? Yourself is not a cheap way to do it getting them printed would be cheaper because by the time that you've bought the coloured card that you want and had a special stamp made with your name on and printed the sort of insets and cut them out and bought a round cutter to make the edges round and bought the special ribbon and bought the kit to make a seal, you might as well have just... I've got no
0: them. idea what any of those things mean. instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am a bit of a crafter though so I did enjoy it but that's not a cheap way to do it. See I
0: wouldn't I, I, I'm the kind of person that would be like yes I'll make them myself because that's going to be cheaper 16 hours later of my time mm-hmm. and I can um, just
1: text everyone. I did a thing where you it's called um die cutting so I bought a little special die. I already had the little machine because I I sort of make cards anyway. I had to. It was like a leaf thing. I had to cut out like six hundred of these leaves because I had them on my save the dates and my invites, and they were on the menus. And they, were, and then I was sticking little little diamonds on. What it took what? me it took me absolutely hours and cost me and a fortune. So don't yeah. that. set up a website.
0: <laughs> Where are they now? Um, no idea. Those gold leaves with the diamonds
1: on. No, I no idea. In the um, bin. No, I've got actually my cousin made me a, a wedding scrapbook. And so
0: So at least one of them's in there.
1: Yeah, her one's in there. You know, one of the table names and one of the stuff. But, so it's all said. I have got them in the scrapbook, but well, I think that's nice. If he didn't make me the scrapbook. I wouldn't have any.
0: Cyril's autumn awesome and still got some space if you need. <laughs> um I know that we've talked about it before, but I think it's quite an important thing to talk about on this Wedding Hacks episode. And I was talking a lot about it this weekend to potential couples and and people that visited the wedding fair is start your wedding dress shopping early. So I didn't know this, but if you leave it sort of six months or even eight months to go before your wedding. They put a rush fee on your dress. Because they need to rush it through the ordering process if you're doing it 12 months plus they don't put the rush fee on so and you might not even know that it's being added on they'll just tell you that this is the price of the dress for this delivery date they won't tell you that they're adding a rush fee because they need to get it through seamstress i don't i don't know how you make a wedding dress but they need to get it through the wedding dress making process at a rush so they put it at like the top of their list because then they've got all these weddings over here who have got 12 to 15 months to go
1: I wouldn't think that eight eight to six months is a rush job either would you like in in the grand scheme of things you would think that, that you're given enough time and you know you're close if you're if you're trying to lose a bit of weight or put on weight or whatever your situation is you're closer to your goal six months in so you think that's probably the best time to go but if you don't mind a rush fee but
0: then do what i did trunk shows and sample sales honestly i cannot recommend them enough because you when you go and do your wedding dress shopping however you want to celebrate that whether you want to go by yourself you want to take an entourage or somewhere in between you will still have the same experience if it's a sample sale so when i went through my process it was with a really good bridal shop in southampton she's called ava louise bridal cannot recommend her enough it was just me in the store because it's quite small it was through covid so she did a virtual viewing with me of three wedding dresses that i'd selected from her website where she labeled what was in her sample sale I then picked my favourites ready for my fitting. So that was like a couple of weeks, I think, ahead of like further on than the Zoom call that we had. But before I went, I also saw another dress that she'd added to the sample sale that I also wanted to try. So just messaged her and said, please, can you add this into my fitting? I, I really want to try it on. Ended up being the one that I bought because Tyler's feedback was, this is the most comfortable you have looked in all of them. Yeah and there was nothing wrong with it there was a few maybe very very teeny tiny snags that nobody else would have noticed apart from me it wasn't fusty it didn't have makeup on it wasn't it it was a brand new dress that a few people had tried on the shop and probably not many people because it's not your your run-of-your-mill fish tails sweetheart It, it just doesn't look like a wedding dress I've seen And I still had the same experience,
1: but I paid £700. So mental. And actually, if you think about clothes in general, you would go into, uh, I don't know, a a shop. I was trying to think of a shop, but I couldn't think of any. That's how much I go clothes shopping. You go into the shop and you pick a few things, don't you? And then you go into the changing room and you try them on and you put them back because they don't quite fit right. And then somebody, they'll go back on the shelf and then somebody else will go... So we are often buying clothes that somebody else has tried on too and we don't think about it. It's exactly the same process. It's, it is just a garment of clothing that maybe one or two people might have tried on before.
0: I also have a weird thing about, like, fusty armpits and that, that, was, that was probably my main hang-up about it, that other people's armpits had been, like, rubbing on the
1: fabric. But you don't also, you 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 don't go. You might go into a look and try on a pair of jeans or a top when you're not feeling your best and you're just quickly rushing through town. You don't go to a dress shop as part of your wedding experience, not having a shower and not being freshly shaven and your hair and your makeup done nice. You, you don't go into that experience running from the gym, do you? I didn't even think about it that way. So, like, people go in there have shaved their legs, they've taken time because they know they're going to be standing in front of a mirror. So they're clean and they're washed. So it's literally just a clean human putting it on I, for two minutes.
0: I wish we'd talked about this two years ago, two and a half years ago, because honestly, the whole time I I was just thinking, somebody else's armpit has been rubbing on this fabric, But no,
1: it would have been a clean armpit, so uh, was worrying unnecessarily. And also I think if somebody, some ratchet did turn up and they weren't clean, (laughs) um, they're not going to let them try the dresses on because they've paid for them. So the the boutiques have paid for them. That's their stock. That's their showroom. That's what makes them business. They're not going to let some flaky, flaky, inky piece of shit... (laughs) I really went in there then. <laughs> I just kept on digging a hole. What is flaky? What like their skin or you know, just the uh, pretens. can we stop now? Because I'm digging myself in a hole.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um moving on to florals?
1: I think we should. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um So from a styling perspective, use your ceremony florals in your venue too. Or, in my case, the registry office, provide florals for your ceremony, so I did not even have to worry about that. But if you are using florals in your ceremony, just make sure that you can repurpose them in the venue. I think that's a really good hack. And also go for minimalistic bouquets, but because you can you can still have an impactful bouquet but it doesn't have to be all singing all dancing cascading waterfall style bush in the front of your dress scenario like you don't you don't have to do that you can look for minimalistic versions of what you'd like
1: also another tip probably don't go to your florist and say i'm looking for a bush <laughs> oh. Want it to be bushy
0: oh <laughs> oh yeah Fools a better word yeah <laughs> um buttonholes is optional i wasn't really that bothered about buttonholes to be honest what's the point men don't care anyway and use your bouquets to decorate your venue so if you've been a bride or bridesmaid before you basically just have your bouquet for the ceremony photos you get to the venue you chuck it on your table and most of the time, you forget to take it home. Yeah,
1: and maybe was wilted a bit by then. And...
0: Yeah, so empty jars, vases around your event, maybe on the bar, maybe on the top table, maybe if you've got I don't know a memory wall or something, just put the, half of the vases ready so that they can just be put in there. I also read that a wedding um, hack, well, a hack on a budget. Is instead of, I, I really like this. Instead of having bouquets for your bridesmaids, they have corsages. Beautiful. Which I thought is so cute. Yeah. But then I thought, ah, oh, yeah, I love it. I never had a corsage. What a special alternative to the bouquet? But then what do you do with your hands when you're all lined up together? Have a good march down the aisle. Marching down the aisle.
1: What about your static?
0: bride with her bridesmaids
1: they'll just hold their hold, hold their hands out in front of them with their corsage one on the top oh, that's a good idea yeah so i'm all for a corsage yeah they'll be much cheaper
0: any hacks on your
1: list em before i continue um i've got a few on the floral side well one mate mainly i love the idea of using the flowers from your ceremony in the, your main reception area not only would it save you money but it's really wasteful if you've if you've got two you know two floor, florals on the arch or something that you've got little little bits going down it's such a waste not to repurpose them so i think that's a must and most florists and wedding stylists will do that automatically anyway um, and also if you didn't talking about the bridesmaids bouquets um they don't if you if you wanted them to have bouquets not corsages they don't have to be in miniature version of the bride no you don't have to have all the flowers you could just have a really nice baby breath one um because they're, they're there just to add a little bit of oomph to the to the image of the photos really so you don't actually have to spend lots and lots of money and most florists will do a baby's breath one for hardly anything did not know that so yeah it's it's the one of the cheapest you could add some greenery to give it a little bit of bush um but they they will be it'd be really really cheap
0: and also, I think if you don't know much about flowers, how would you know that? No, they want to trick you with the... No, they don't. No, all the florists that you know don't want to trick you. Um But I think it's definitely worth doing your research. And if you're not too bothered about the flowers, why not? As long, like, if you are bothered, have your bridal bouquet as something incredible and what you want but your bridesmaids i think you can scale it back you can scale it down
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: um more about repurposing stuff so repurpose your chairs if you can from ceremony to venue we had a conversation with our good friend tyler um around chairs so she's having her wedding abroad next year, we're very excited. Um, and the cost of the chairs for the ceremony is outrageous. It's
1: yeah, it's mental. Like how how is a
0: chair that you're gonna use again? You could pay for all these chairs to be brand new with the amount that you're charging me for the chairs. No. So repurpose your chairs. Don't don't buy a load of chairs for your ceremony and then for your venue. If it's in the same location, I think it gets a bit logistical, like a logistical nightmare. If you're in, a, well, the church already has chairs, but you know what I mean. But if you if you're having, let's say, an outdoor ceremony, and then your reception is inside the venue, which is the same
1: location, just get the venue to move your chairs. Yeah, they'll do and, also, that. and also, if you're having sashes or some decoration on the chairs of some sort, um. They can all be repurposed as well. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to hire in X amount more sashes, you just move no. pairs in that already have the sashes and the little flower on. It's all set ready.
0: And what we what we offer for couples that we work with with our wedding styling and prop hire company in Lycan and Nights, um, is if they are if it is styling on a lower budget we suggest that they just have chair sashes on the aisle chairs and then those chairs can be used as top table and special guests. So, for example, you have all of the aisle chairs on the top table and then you could have them dotted around where the bridesmaids are sitting or however however many chairs you've got, but repurpose.
1: Nanny and granddad get one. That's how you. Here's your VIP chair,
0: Grandma. <laughs> um, don't use table linen. An opt in for bare wooden tables. Very trendy. Rustic.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're hiring in your furniture, choose nice bare wooden tables. They don't cost much more. No. They pack a punch and then you don't have to hire table linen and pay for it all to be cleaned when somebody spilt red wine down it.
0: Oh God. What wedding was it this year that I did the I did the the pack down and one of the tables and a couple of our chair sashes just had red wine all over just, I mean you expect it, you you do expect to have like a couple of sashes that just get chucked after a wedding but the table linen was on um, I mean there was no going back from that um haggling don't yeah. be scared to haggle particularly with people who could potentially do a cash in hand job for you uh, e.g florists photographers videographers those people tend to offer a cash in hand deal they probably will only tell you that once you've secured your date but ask the question is my advice because you could save everything like depending on how much the overall cost is you could be saving like 500 quid
1: yeah should I tell you what I found out about photographers this weekend when we're at the wedding fair tell us so there is a thing I actually don't know the official term for it but it's called a wedding shoot so rather than have the photographer there all day um they do a thing called a wedding shoot where it's after it's normally after the wedding you get back in your dress you get back do your makeup again and then you book them for two hours and they do all of the beautiful couple's photos after the wedding and you only pay for two hours of their time rather than the whole wedding what i know so if you're not if you're not bothered about having the getting ready photos you know if, if that's not important to you and you can get your friends and family to capture the day on their phones you literally just buy an engagement shoot or you know just a normal shoot time at at a you at a location so you could be on the beach or you could be in the forest or you could be wherever you want to be. Have a photo shoot in your wedding dress. I want to do that now. Yeah? Never mind back then.
0: Amazing. Maybe we should do that. You and I should just get in our wedding dresses and have a photo
1: shoot. Okay. hours There's no way I'm squeezing in my dress. It'd be like taped off at the back. Sorry, no back shots today. <laughs> that is because and even
0: i don't I, I guess it would depend on your on your photographer but you could make the call you could agree that you're going to make the call a couple of days before because so many people have that anxiety around the weather and raining and blah 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 you could just be like you know what can we actually just do two hours in a couple of weeks time when we know the weather's going to be better not saying that every photographer would do that but and then it takes the but like, you don't have all that time away and you, there's no pressure and you don't miss any of your wedding
1: because no. those pictures are going to be taken at a later stage well they may do two hours on the wedding day of the get ready photos and the ceremony maybe a couple of hours and then they go away so you don't get all of the standing around photos you get to enjoy your day with your guests and you don't get all of the photos of like the party bit you can get them other ways I suppose and then you do another two hours after it where you're all refreshed and you're doing your beautiful forest shots it's just you the two of you I think so it'll work out much cheaper because you're not paying for them to be there the whole day no Split the editing of the photos so I suspect that saves them a bit of time I think it's brilliant
0: I think that's a great idea you're winning so far, Ram, on your wedding hacks.
1: Um,
0: wedding favours. So, first of all... just smacked my elbow, but I hope you didn't hear that. Um, first of all, wedding favours, to me, can be a waste of time. Because <laughs> people have a few drinks they leave it on the table then somebody spills a drink on it and then you forget and then you're like oh god the taxi's here and you're out of the venue on your way home and your wedding favor that somebody's spent potentially 5 pounds per person on is left on the table never to be seen again also the wedding favors that i have received in the past
1: i could probably name 3 yeah that and and a lot of people panic and they're just token token efforts because oh i've got to have a wedding favor quick let's buy uh i don't know let's buy some bubbles yeah smash. you actually
0: don't have to have a wedding favor do not waste your money on tat but if you would like a wedding favor combine it with food or drink yeah because it will be consumed yeah if it's a little shot of homemade, I'm just thinking of my wonderful stepmom. At this point, she likes to make um, elderflower cordial and slow gin. The slow gin tastes like poison, um, and is very alcoholic. She, she she loves making it. Why don't you do that as my wedding favors? Yeah, and then people are, like, but. Good entertainment value on the table of people you don't know before. Cheers, let's all
1: do our poison shots. So you could have your little bottle of gin that you've made and then you could also combine that with making that a table name that, you know, this name setting. Yep. You would work with somebody like... Put a little little tag on it. Put a little tag on it or put a little bit of vinyl with their name on it and so it's wedding favour that people are actually going to enjoy that they can, don't have to worry about taking home, and it's their place, name. Also, just a life hack in general,
0: you can buy personalised M&Ms at 500 kilograms, which is what I did, and you can have your face on it, and a colour to your choosing.
1: I think I think my wedding favourite was pretty cool.
0: What did you have? So, I don't think I know
1: the answer to this. I did scratch cards. Oh, yeah. Compound scratch cards. And then I put them in a little... I made little... Again, these little leaves come out of the woodwork. Um, Made everybody a little thing, slotted it in. it On there, it says a little poem about being lucky. And then I stuck a little penny on each one of them. So everybody had a penny to scratch off their gift cards. And the best thing about it, pretty much everybody that won it in our card box so we got all the winnings. How much did you make back? I think we got about 60 quid. I think there's a couple of fivers in there and then there was a 30 quid one or something. I think we got about 50 or 60 pounds from them.
0: That's really nice because I would have kept that tenner if I'd won it on the scratch card.
1: I mean there might have been a few other winners but I mean there was enough there was enough cards, winning cards in there to say most people put them in our box, I think.
0: Oh, okay. That's nice. I can't say the same, though. (laughs) Um, Cut your guest list. Yeah, We've talked about this before. If you're not prepared to buy them dinner, and if they wouldn't buy you dinner, goodbye forever. Um, Don't do things you don't want to do just because it's tradition. You had a garter incident. If the garter hadn't been there, that incident wouldn't have happened. No. Wedding favours, you don't have to do that. Gifts for guests. So you might disagree with this um, because I've never really understood why you're gifting people at your wedding. But your bridesmaids, I gifted them the hair and makeup. Useful. What I wanted them to wear the morning of. Useful. A keepsake box thing. I don't know if they kept that, but potentially useful your old wedding stationery in there from other people's weddings. I don't know. Why do we gift, like, mother of the groom or bride, father of the bride? I'm sure there's
1: other people you have to give a gift to. I don't actually do that at my wedding. They're guilt gifts, aren't they? Are they? I think they're guilt gifts. Sorry, I couldn't include you more in the wedding. Here's a bottle of wine. Oh... I don't know. That's not probably the tradition of them all, but...
0: Is me- there a tradition? I feel like I need to Google this.
1: Yeah, I, I would imagine that it will be something about... I'm literally just making this up now. But I would imagine it's something about welcoming to the family. Mm. let our family unit together. I want to welcome you to the family type situation. But when it happens and I'm at a wedding, I'm like, oh, that's a guilt gift. Because they didn't ask them to do a reading. Or that's a guilt gift because you know, I didn't get them.
0: Ian's mum welcomed herself to my family by taking one of the florist's vases.
1: I'm out You didn't give me a guilt gift. I'm taking the florist's flowers. <laughs> the
0: flowers. I don't know if you remember but they there was a switch around with the vases at the last minute. So what I was expecting to be like jam jars but chunky at the bottom to hold the the stems was actually giant fishbowl style vases
1: they were really nice she took one and
0: then she said i hope you don't mind but i'm going to take one of these vases i also did the same at ian's brother's wedding um so it's a bit of a keepsake for me (laughs) okay cool i'll deal with that tomorrow (laughs) Ian, i'll deal with that tomorrow yeah (laughs) Tossing the bouquet—never understood that either. Because you spent well, I don't know anything hundred and twenty pounds up was on your bouquet, and you're just going to throw it into a crowd and hope someone catches it. More often than not, drops on the floor and smashes everywhere. So
1: yeah. you don't have to do that. Don't throw it. Make it into the top table centerpiece. I've never been to a wedding where they've thrown the bouquet. I have. I'm one of these, I was always one of the cool people that knew I was never ever going to catch it because I'm just not that cool. So, Have you seen the TikToks now where there's the cool woman stood by the side with like a glass of champagne like winking she's just too cool for that that's how I like to think my behaviour was but I was probably in the middle scrumming just not successful (laughs) Scrumming
0: Um I think one, it's not really a hack. It's just something to think about. Ask yourself how important whatever it is you're about to do is to your day. So actually, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something ridiculous. H- how important is, well, not the buttonholes are ridiculous, but buttonholes weren't that important to my day. So I think we only had two, maybe three. I think my dad wore one, him wore one, and his best man had one. That was yeah. a... But then you're like, oh, that'll be 80 quid so if it's not important don't do it if it is important that's where the whole budgeting and prioritizing and all of that stuff comes in because open bar was important to us but it's not always important to everyone else so i think how important is it to your day and don't just do it because you think you should or because somebody has asked you yeah
1: maybe rank your top five so if 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 the venue, your flowers, the way it looks, and music is the most important, pump your cash in there and save money on the catering. If the food and the photographer is really important, but you're not so worried about how it looks, put your money in the food and the in the and the photographer. So I would say rank your top five, and that's where put your money. Yeah, and that's a good idea.
0: Um research your suppliers instead of picking the first one it really annoys me so i'm the kind of person like you um if someone's getting married and they're in my friendship group or family i want to do as much as i can to help and where we have all this industry knowledge of course i'm going to share that for free because i love you and i want you to have the best experience do not google or I don't know how people find their suppliers just off the top of their head. But do not oh okay, here's the recommended supplier list. I'll just go with the one at the top. Yeah. Why? Why are you gonna do that? Also, have a look at the images that they're tagged in on Instagram because that's gonna be the real story, not their oh look at amazing says.
1: Don't just go for the first one. Do your research. And speak to them. Even if it's the company that you're just hiring all your chairs from, have a conversation with them. Make sure that you can tr- look them in the eye and trust them to turn up. I agree. You, you know, there, there are many wedding suppliers out there that are really untrustworthy and won't turn up. But, but some of them might not complement complement your
0: style and your wedding. Yeah. Agreed. Do not pick the first supplier and also if you've asked me just just a general public service notice if you've asked me for my help yet you've already made your mind up and you're going with the supplier that nobody's recommended and it's just at the top of the list somewhere please don't ask me to help you because i actually do a lot of research i listen to your requirements I then build out a few options. I also contact the supplier for you and say, "Are you free on this date?" Blah blah blah. I do, and then I present. Here's your perfect supplier. They're free on your date. This is how much it's going to cost you. They'll also take cash in hand. Yeah. Then they be like, "Oh no, that's all right. I've actually uh, booked in with someone else." Okay, I'm glad I wasted my time doing that. For you.
1: I would also. I would also say, don't always go for the cheapest. No. As well. Um. Not just because of potential quality issues or experience or anything, but there's sometimes hidden costs in their T's and C's. So what you think was two hundred pounds actually turns out to be two hundred and seventy because you haven't, they haven't actually quoted you the delivery cost that actually turns up on your invoice thirty days before your wedding. So don't always go for the cheapest and read the terms and conditions.
0: That's that's mainly why on our business website we're so transparent with our pricing and you can literally see what is listed against every single package because i hate having to dig for a price you have to oh it's not on their website so then you have to fill out an inquiry form then they don't come back to you so you have to find an email address and then they don't come back to that for three weeks and then they finally come back oh sorry just seen your email what would you like to know how much
1: you charge yeah what what do you want you don't want to be embarrassed either? Do you it, no. it, by that you don't actually have an idea about how much these things cost, and you go and and they say, "Well, that's going to be seven thousand pounds," and you co- that's not in your budget. It's 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 embarrassing, isn't it? Say, "Oh, sorry, no," and back away when mm. I, you've got the price in front of you and you know how much potential add-ons are going to be. You know whether to contact them or not.
0: I would say, though, if somebody comes back to you with a £7,000 quote and it's way out of your budget, don't feel pressured to say yes. You can politely decline. Say thank you so much for the time and taking to put this together. Unfortunately, we're going to go in a different direction. I would much rather that with any of the couples that we work with. And that has happened. They have come back to me and said, I'm so sorry, but we're going in a different direction. And that's absolutely fine because we're not the right supplier for them. I'm (laughs) not going to hold a grudge that oh. you haven't gone with us because i want to make sure that you as a couple as a bride as a groom as a client is happy with the supplier that you choose and if that's not us i'm good with it
1: yeah and we'd often would often say that's great have you checked out xy or z they have this they have this style they have this style and we wish you well in your big day
0: yeah no hard feelings awesome. it does happen so Um, What else is on my list?
1: Uh, Researcher supplies, yeah. We've done... I've got one. Oh, okay, you go. Wear trainers. Hmm. Don't spend loads of money on shoes that you're going to wear once. Buy a nice pair of Converse that you can wear, feel comfortable in all day, and then wear for the rest of your life after. I agree,
0: although in some ways I
1: don't agree. i mean if if you've got a you know a short dress or something like that yes style it out style it out or maybe this hack's not for you but honestly if you've got a long floor length dress which the majority of wedding dresses are you don't want to be so uncomfortable in the heels because you can't walk anywhere you can't dance all you're thinking about is how sore your feet are wear a pair of converse or a pair of Whatever's comfortable on you and just be comfortable. Yeah, what I did, so obviously I had my wow
0: shoes on day one because you could see them. Second day, I just bought a pair of slightly bridal-looking white shoes from ASOS and I also took my trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had my shoes because I wanted to have my posture and all of that sort of, you know, well, walking in and blah, blah, blah. But then... Probably 7:30, 8 o'clock, change into the trainers. But you can just wear
1: trainers the whole time, can't you? Yeah, don't forget
0: socks, because I forgot socks.
1: Oh. Um circling back to
0: wedding cakes. So we've we've spoken uh in last week's episode just about um faux cakes and then tray bakes for guests. That's a great wedding hack. We'll also, make- cheese a cheese stack stackable cheeses that is then also part of your evening food that can work out much cheaper than a wedding cake yeah a lot stinkier though wouldn't it uh yeah as
1: we've experienced in the recent present yeah sometimes when you go pack up a wedding it's um very stinky in there isn't it with all the leftover cheese that's been left all over the side and I don't I can't even talk about that, I don't think. I feel
0: pukey. But yeah. We deal with that too, don't we? Oh, you uh I've said it before, I'll probably say it many times again, budget more than you think, and you may end up making a saving. So if you've got a budget in mind, at least add on two to three K, I would say. Just in case. A little bit of a buffer. Seven is your magic number but I know that that's not always in everybody's budgets, but make a bigger budget, have a little bit longer to save or pay for everything. And then you could be pleasantly surprised if you're booking people and cash in hand jobs. Um, ASOS for bridesmaid dresses. Sorry, I got mine. Yeah. Good range of sizes. As long as they all agree, or as long as you agree with them, depending on how you're doing it with your bridesmaids, book them or buy them. All at that time. Do not wait around. Do not wait for anyone to make a decision because they will go. So the thing with ASOS is once you've found the dress that you really like and all the sizes are there, buy them then.
1: Yeah.
0: Because even if you change your mind, I think you've got 30 days to return. So even if they don't fit, even if you have to get different sizes, they've got 30 days to do that. So you see one, buy it. And they, they're, they're as cheap as you can even go outside of their bridesmaid collection. I saw some really nice weddings, uh really nice dresses at in people's pictures through weddings that they've been to over the summer that could be bridesmaid dresses. So just ASOS is your best friend.
1: Also I think you can save a bit of money if you're if you like the look of having mismatched dresses in a set in a similar colour palette. Yeah. Because like you said, you don't have to shop in that bridesmaid section and, the, and just, you know, you save a bit of money. And often if you're allowing them to pick their own bridesmaid dresses, you can get away with asking them to pay for it themselves because they've got some creative decisions. So that's that's also another option.
0: They're also choosing their own dress, which means that you would hope that they would wear it again. So you can be forgiven if you're asking them to either pay for it or put some money towards it, I think. That's what I did. Yes. Um, last but not least on my list, and I'm not just saying this because this is what we do, but hiring a wedding stylist for your decor, et cetera, can cut your costs because... I was a DIY wedding, so were you, um. You want to choose your stylist based on your style and based on your venue and based on, I don't know, props that they've got available, all of that kind of thing. Just make sure that you're looking at the right stylist for starters. The silk florals aren't always the best, but if that's the vibe that you're going for, just have a look around, haggle a little bit, because ultimately that could save you so much time, energy, storage cost there's just so many things w- that come with doing your own decor that if I knew then what I know now I would have hired somebody in. Yeah. Because the amount that I spent on every day, well not, obviously it was all very rusticy wood vibes. If if you've seen our like and likes Instagram account, that's basically most of the things I use at my wedding. But if you want disco balls and campus campus uh like tiled backdrops neon signs all of that kind of thing that starts to create even if you think oh i can get six disco balls for 89 pounds okay that's 89 pounds you're now going to have to pay postage and packaging unless you're buying them in store i don't actually know where you can buy disco balls in a shop then you're paying for postage and packaging then you have to find somewhere to keep it for the next six to 12 months. Then you've got to get somebody to come and help you put them all up because who's going to do that? Then you've got to think about everything else. If you're having disco balls, what else works with that fit? It's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Save yourself stress, time, energy and money and just find it can be a great stylist or it could be middle of the road stylist. You don't have to have, I don't know, top-of-the-range styling companies come in. There's so many good small businesses on Instagram, TikTok, Etsy that will help you depending on what your budget is. Um, and if, you know, you're having a barn wedding in the south of the UK, at Lycan like and Lights is a pretty good place to start.
1: Hello, hello.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> no, are you... What I found when I was doing my DIY wedding, my my vibe was very jam jar, florals. We had a lot of paper pom-poms, that type of cutesy vibe, I would say. You never buy enough. So you, I had paper pom-poms. I bought 50 thinking that was going to be enough. It's not never enough. And if you're working with a stylist, they know that and they've got it all. So you're not putting it up the day before thinking oh no this looks pathetic just two little people they know and they can make it look like a full styled wedding they've done it over and over again and also you don't end up with tons and tons of stuff you've got to try and sell on mm. Facebook after they just come and take set it all up and take it away so you're not having to ask friends and family to come the day before and put up lights and put the 50 chair sashes that you've bought that aren't great quality because you've bought them online, you know, all of that type of stuff. It do, It will save you money in the end and you'll get the experts helping you think about alternative ideas and have you thought about putting your cake here because of the lighting and all of that type of thing that comes with it as well.
0: Yeah, I'd agree,
1: obviously. Um, you
0: know how many... Uh paper pom-poms now though don't you
1: yeah 400 times more than you think
0: (laughs) okay uh that's the end of my current wedding hack
1: list what have you
0: got em two more
1: so don't be tempted to buy things like flip-flops disposable flip-flops disposable umbrellas you don't need it no look after themselves if they've chosen to wear stupid footwear they can take them off it's their 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 thing so don't be tempted to set, spend money on that type of thing most of it won't get used it'll all just go in the bin after
0: which is a shame because you probably spent i don't know
1: 100 pound
0: yeah 80 to 100 quid on 12 pairs of flip-flops that you thought you were being helpful
1: yeah uh, <laughs> I would also say don't be embarrassed to have a cash bar. I
0: agree.
1: Don't worry if you can't, if you if your budget doesn't push you to have an open bar, that's have a nice toast drink, maybe make a cool cocktail so it sort of speaks to your personality, and then just have an open bar. Um I would say try and look at the prices that the venue charge for their open bars, just so you're not having you're not. Stitching your guests up completely um i heard a i heard a story the other day from somebody saying that they went to a wedding and it was seven pound a pint um i think that's pricey so maybe if you are having an open bar just be a bit mindful about what their prices might be and yeah and if you if your guests can afford it if if that's absolutely okay then that's fine but sometimes the venues do put, put their prices up a bit so just watch that out a little bit, I'd say. Um, turn to talented friends and family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you've got somebody that is a card maker, ask them to make your invitations. If you've got somebody who baker baker, ask them to make your cake. If you've got somebody that's really good at the piano, ask them to play the piano at your reception. I had a friend who played the ukulele and while everybody was having their canopy, she just sang and played the ukulele for half an hour. Ask friends and family to get involved because people do like to feel like they're part of the day. So Mm -hmm. find out what everybody's good at and ask them to do it, I would say. And the last one really, well, there's two more. Think outside the box with your venue. If you're not worried about actually getting married on that day, you don't need to go to a wedding venue that has a license. You could ask a farmer who's got a nice field of, or a bit of forest and get a marquee and do that. So it's not actually a wedding venue and do it that way. So be a bit creative about your venue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then lastly, I would say don't be tempted to do it all yourself. Mm. It doesn't save money in the end. They can be fun if you're into doing certain aspects, but you'll end up spending more money because you'll be stressed out and you'll be panic buying here and there and you'll be spending hours and hours and hours and hours making centipeters hand calligraphy and all everybody's name on everything stressing out about where you're going to get the hail bells from because you've got some outdoor seating so do the bits you enjoy yourself and Get supplies in to do the rest. It will save you money in the end because you won't be stressed out and you won't be panic ridden.
0: I also think it helps you enjoy your wedding planning process more because once you've handed off that stress of whatever it is, whether it's hay bales, whether it's hiring in blankets, whether it's asking, I don't know, your friend to make your brownies or whatever for your wedding cake stack. You don't have to worry about that anymore that's job done and then you can enjoy being the bride and all of the things that come with that
1: and you don't want to be running around on the day either so no the i wear tends to be you're running around in the morning setting up the place settings and and you know putting the last minute flowers into your centerpieces Mm -hmm. you're you're stressing and really it should be you and your bridesmaids getting ready your groom should be having a good laugh with his with his mates and then you turn up relaxed not stressed not sweaty um so yeah don't try and do it all yourself yeah
0: and don't turn up sweaty to your wedding day
1: (laughs) don't turn up like a ratchet
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god um please subscribe rate and like our podcast on whatever platform you listen or watch us on and if you want to keep up to date with all things the i do crew podcast please follow us on instagram send us your dilemmas questions and any subjects that you would like us to cover on your behalf next week the subject is yet to be decided by the list that you sent me earlier today. So it's gonna be a surprise. But I think we'll probably go with bridesmaids. Shall we? My favourite and most passionate subject. We
1: could we could put a list of three and get people to vote on it.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll put that on the story.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. But until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.
0: You've been listening to the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma. Keep up to date with our podcast news by following our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. Thanks for listening.